We're here with David Allen, New York Times bestselling author of the book Getting Things Done, uh, also known as GTD, productivity expert, international speaker with two TED Talks. Welcome, David. Delighted to be here, Richard. Thanks. I was actually surprised to hear that you've been living in Amsterdam for a couple of years. Yeah. Tell me, how come you moved here from the States? We love it. Um, <laughs> my wife and I, had, we'd fallen in love with the city, and we wanted to change our sort of atmosphere. We don't have kids, and our company was getting so virtual anyway, it really didn't matter where I lived. Uh, we also had a pretty good business reason, as we're franchising our training programs around the world. And believe me, Amsterdam is much more the center of the world than Santa Barbara, California is. I can and so, imagine. <laughs> and we might have been a little intuitive that maybe getting out of the United States wouldn't be a bad idea. So, well, yeah, you got that right. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what can I say? And, and uh, come on, Schiphol is such a great airport to fly from and, uh, and do a lot of our work. And GTD is really getting some traction now in Western Europe and Scandinavia and the UK and, and even Eastern Europe, too. Okay. So, um, so it's kind of nice to be in the center of all that where I can help out the, the business people who you know, have taken on our, um, the GTD intellectual property as, a, as their business you know, in, uh, around the world. So. I can imagine. So it's great. Yeah. And, and come on, Amsterdam is such a, and the Dutch are such globally thinking people. It's true, yeah, you know, definitely. The, and a lot of the Dutch don't even, aren't even aware of that. You know, I love their sort of self-effacing um, uh, oh, we're so humble. What, yeah, but come on. It's hard to meet somebody who's Dutch who hasn't hitchhiked around the world by the time they were 25. And, and you speak 3.2 languages you know, a piece, and, you know, and it's a lot cheaper than London. <laughs> I think so. So that would be Although your second choice, you know, maybe. Or, yeah, well, because all the startups now, it's becoming quite a capital so, you know, yeah, for yeah. that. So, you know, Definitely true. Buy now. You know. <laughs> well, most people know you from the book Getting Things Done, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, the method GTD, it consists of out of five steps. Could you briefly explain how did you come by? How did you, yeah, how did you find sure. these, these five steps? Actually, I didn't make them up. What I did was I recognized what we all do when we take a situation that's chaotic or feeling out of control or somehow not you know, in, this, in the condition it should be. Mm -hmm. And what do we do to get it into the condition it should be? You know, if you've ever had your kitchen out of control. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do? And you actually do five things. There are five stages, and they're actually quite um, different stages that use different tools. The first thing you do is you recognize what's off, what's not where it should be or the way it should be. So the, the first step is a capture step, which is where you identify, wait a minute, what's, what's not right or what's got my attention in yeah. this situation? And then once you capture it and get it out of your head and take a look at it, then you have to decide, well, what exactly is this thing? Why is it not what it needs to be. Is it trash or is it something that I need to do something about or is it a piece of reference material? So I need to then decide what exactly this thing is mm -hmm. that then moves me to step three which is to organize where those things go. So if I've now step two clarified this is a reference material then I need to organize reference material where it goes. Yeah. If I see this is a dirty dish dirty dish, I need to put it in the dishwasher. Good metaphor, yeah. So, as simple as this sounds, these mm -hmm. are actually quite distinct stages that you go through. Then what do you do is you do step four, you step back and reflect, okay, kitchen, fine. Let's see, people coming over in an hour, and here's what I'm going to cook. So you do a kind of step back and overview reflection process on the gestalt or on the whole situation, that then you make a trusted choice that melting butter right then is the thing to do, as opposed to let me go melt butter because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
right? So you go through these steps of capturing and, and clarifying and organizing and reflecting and engaging yourself all the time, actually. Mm -hmm. So that, that's how you get your kitchen under control. It's how you would get your company under control. It's also how you get your consciousness under control. Mm -hmm. And most people are walking around with a whole lot of out-of-controlness going on in their head. I think almost everybody, yeah. yeah. And simply because they haven't captured everything that really has their attention, clarified exactly what it means, what they're going to do about it, mm -hmm. parked it in some trusted organizational system, nor step back so they could review all of the levels of commitments that they have. Mm -hmm. So they're making more trusted choices about what they're doing as yep. opposed to just being driven by whatever the latest and loudest thing is. So it's, it's no different than what we do all the time to get a meeting under control or mm -hmm. get your kitchen under control or get anything. I just identified those steps and, uh, and what are the best practices of each one of those steps mm -hmm. and you know, the, some of the best tools that you could use. Yep. The tools that you use to capture are quite different Mm -hmm. than the tools you would use to organize. Capture, see, you know, here's my most <laughs> ubiquitous capture tool mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Right? I, I, don't, I don't need anything more than that. You always bring this with you? Well, it has, it has my OV card, you know, it has my, it has my Robobank PIN cards, it has my other credit cards, you know, yeah, so, so you of need course it, it goes yeah, with yeah, me. Of course, yeah. you know, so that's one of the <laughs> best tricks sense. is to make sure that mm -hmm. I always have a place that, ah, oh, here's an idea. You mm -hmm. know, lightning could strike anywhere. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, yeah, Richard, I'll get back to you about that. I'm going to pull this Just out. Just write, write it down immediately and yeah. then, yeah. Sure. A great thing to have is your in-tray to catch everything. And you mentioned in the book, you should have as many in-trays as you need and as few as you can. As few as you as can get few, by yeah, with. That's exactly. Right. That's well, you don't want 750 in trays around because you'd never get to processing them or mm -hmm. dealing with them. So you, you, you have as many as you have. I mean, if you've got three email addresses, yeah, if you could combine them, that'd be great, but maybe you can't. So now you've got three in baskets in terms mm -hmm. of email. Yep. If, you're doing, if you're using WhatsApp or you're doing in, you know, instant messaging of any sort or, you've got, or Twitter or Facebook or any of those mm -hmm. and the social media content that's, that's related to you is meaningful to you, mm -hmm. those are in baskets as well. Yep. So you're still going to have to, if, it, if it's on your mind, gee, I wonder what's in that and it might be meaningful to me, mm -hmm. then that's the stuff that you're going to have to process if you want to be really clear. Yeah, that's the thing. Right? <laughs> so, okay, we catch everything. And then, then what? What's the next step? Well, yeah, you don't want to stop there. If you stop there, then you become a compulsive list maker. Now you've got lists all over, everywhere, yeah, right. right? So you need to collect it all, and then you need to get those end baskets emptied. Emptied doesn't mean uh, just throw the stuff away. Some of it you might. What it means is you need to decide then what those things mean and move it to steps two and three. I need to decide, is this an email that I need to, is it reference? Move it to where you hold reference emails. Mm -hmm. If it's an email you need to act on, if you can do it right then in two minutes, you should do it right then. You can do it, if it takes longer than two minutes and something you need to act on, then you need to organize that where those things go. Mm -hmm. So that's really emptying out your inputs. Because if you don't do that, then you confuse raw material inputs that you haven't thought through with things you've thought through, but then are going to have to think it through again. Yeah, because that's true. now you, I keep yeah. rummaging through this in-basket of you know, 700 emails. Mm -hmm. You know, and people are trying to tag it and flag it and mark it as unread again. That, there's no light at the end of that tunnel. Hmm. So there are, there are some best practices, and it is, uh, you know, as a martial artist, you should know. As it comes fast and furious, yeah. you have to be equally fast and furious to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. right? So that's, that's why a lot of people's systems are way behind the volume that they're getting through the digital world. 
Uh, another thing I like, uh, I really like, is the two-minute rule. So if an action takes less than two minutes, you do it immediately, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but how do you estimate the danger of doing only two-minute things, two-minute rules? Well, you should never let two-minute things pile up. So, and you only implement the two-minute rule when you're processing new inputs. So, so when you take so when your you're cleaning, out. yeah, when you're cleaning your inbox, your, your email in or your physical in tray or whatever, that's when you really apply this. You should never have two-minute things mount up because they should have been done to begin with. If it takes less than two minutes to do it, it would take you longer to organize it and look at it again. That's, that's why it's two minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's two yeah, minutes. yeah. Okay. Just an efficiency factor. Great. You have a someday maybe list of things that you want to do someday or that you might want to do. Uh, don't you think it is a danger for a dangerous place for procrastination? Someday maybe. It's, a, it's fabulous and a lot of people don't quite catch the value of that. It's actually quite valuable. Okay. Some of the coolest things I've done in my life started on Someday Maybe because I wasn't mm -hmm. ready yet. I wasn't my, there, wasn't a, was, there was a part of me that wasn't yet sort of seasoned enough to take on that thing or mm. just was, the timing wasn't right. But that it was a cool okay. idea. Could have a huge, I still have a huge list on Someday Maybe. You know. But isn't it also a danger for procrastination? Because you, you review it regularly. You put it on a Someday Maybe list, you review it, you put it back. Mm -hmm. You review it, put it back. It's only procrastination if you feel bad that you put it back as opposed to, not, not, as opposed to doing it. Mm. So you know you should be doing it. Yeah, if some part of you says, I should be doing that and I'm going to avoid it, that's procrastination. Uh -huh. If you're going, hmm, I can only do one thing at a time, not time for that one yet. Then it's a conscious choice, yeah. Conscious choice, yeah. yeah. That's, it looks the same you know, from the outside. But it feels but from different. From the inside, course, yeah. whole, totally different. <laughs> yeah. Very good. You're actually procrastinating. In a way, you're, 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 you're avoiding every single thing but talking to me right now. Yeah, that's so true. Everything but it's is someday, maybe. Very deliberate decision. Next. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people have 30 to 100 projects, and most people have between 150 and 220 next actions. If they really got honest with themselves about all the things that are pulling on them, mm -hmm. and all the things they need to do about them, mm -hmm. uh, given some broad definition of projects, but that's a lot of stuff, and most people get overwhelmed when they even see that. They're mm -hmm. walking around overwhelmed. They're just numb, mm -hmm. right? But as soon as they start to wake up to all the things that are overwhelming them, yeah. There is a kind of a relief on it, but at the same time, oh my God, look at all this stuff I'm not doing. Mm -hmm. but, but you also said in the book that uh, the most sensitive and genius people procrastinate, right? They do. I find that very comforting. Yes, <laughs> they do. Did you yes. put it in for, for that reason? or? <laughs> well, and, uh, it actually makes the point that, that you know, the, the fear of losing control is the greatest human fear. You didn't wake up this morning and say, I want to be an incompetent jerk today, right? So, but people are killing themselves and each other right now, just a way to maintain or achieve a sense of psychological control. It's that powerful a driver of human behavior. For us normal people, what happens is that we will tend to avoid hopping into something we don't feel like we can engage with in control. And so if you haven't figured out the next action on something, you know, you can freak yourself out in about 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. You can actually freak yourself out in about a half a second. If you think about your taxes, oh my God, my taxes, what if they go to jail, yeah. you know? And you can put yourself in jail because you're so smart and you're so fast. So it's the smart, sensitive, intelligent people that can freak themselves out faster and bigger than anybody else and then absolutely blow a fuse and not want to engage. You know, who doesn't procrastinate? If people give stuff to do, they go, okay, right? Because they, they're, they're so insensitive, they're not aware of all the stuff that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. So, you know. 
And uh, you say to uh, define project as anything that takes more than two steps to do, right? At least anything At that least. takes more than one step. Oh, more than one step. And it's simply because you need a placeholder for something you can't finish mm -hmm. you know, with one step. Because if, if you don't have a placeholder for it, you finish one step, you've now got something that's crawled back into your head mm -hmm. because you don't have the next thing for it in a trusted place that you can know what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I project, fix a watch. You know, I've got a project, big project called Get My Eyes Onto Cruise Control, right? That's yep. going to take that's a couple a of years. And you only write down the next action that you're going to take. Well, I have the project on the project list. Mm -hmm. So if you looked at my project list, you'd say, get eyes on cruise control. Yeah, yeah. Right? and then you use the next three model. issues with my eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and the next step. Well, if you, if, if you enjoy football, mm -hmm. right? And I, if you're Dutch, you must enjoy football, right? A little bit. I'm not that a Dutch, but uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> not that Dutch. okay, well, anybody, anybody, most people around the world, mm -hmm. if you think, what, what would a soccer or football player's mind be focused on when he or she is on the field? Mm -hmm. Two things. Where's the goal and what's the next play? That's true. Right? Yeah. Those two things. And, and they may have a strategy that says if, if, if. But that next play could change that in, instant, in an instant. Mm -hmm. But you keep your eye on the goal, and you keep your eye on figuring out next play, next play, next play with the goal in mind. So step by step. There's no difference in life. Mm. Like, I got an end goal, got eye situation on cruise control. Mm -hmm. I got the next play. Right? The next play is the next thing I need to do mm -hmm. to you know, check on the operation that was just done to, you know, to change the lens in this eye and you know, it needs to happen. And now that's on the calendar, and so I don't need to do anything until that happens. Once that happens, then I'll make another decision mm -hmm. about what's next. Yeah. So the idea is how do, I, how do I set my commitments up so that I don't freak out when I look at them? That's why the next action, get, getting it down to the very specific next action. Even if you have a, you wrote down set the meeting, if you haven't decided whether that's an email to send or a letter to write or a phone call to make to set the meeting, it's still, there's a part of you that's still going, well, what are you going to do, Richard? What are you going to do about it? I don't know. How do, how do I approach this? You haven't finished your thinking. Mm -hmm. So the next action is so powerful because mm -hmm. it is so mundane. And you have to it concrete, re it yeah. represents the finished thinking. Mm -hmm. okay. And once you've finished your thinking, you can change your mind. Mm -hmm. you, can decide, you can decide, no, here's the next action I want to do. Yeah, but but then the fact that, clear. If, that if you haven't got it down to that level of granularity yet, there's a part of you that has an unknown between here and there.